0: welcome to the dime comic bros podcast um we don't have a tagline yet so don't keep listening for one (laughs) Uh, i am spencer i'm going to be co uh
1: co-hosting with jacob colin is uh mia today
0: apparently
1: we're allowed to have girlfriends with this side project slash other job nobody told me that so i think you might need a little bit of help on that one anyway yeah Yeah. so anyway hi to colin's girlfriend we love and miss you i mean granted i've only met you once but i mean you seem pretty cool that first time so i hope you two are having a great time today and you put up with colin that that you're a soldier for that one yeah so on with the news uh so we're
0: gonna um go in and get the one bad piece of news done with uh a bit of a somber note as of last night. actor Chadwick Boseman uh, who portrayed Black Panther um, amidst many historical figures, um, a lot of biopics and um, period dramas, uh, passed away due to his private battle with uh, colon cancer. He was 42, um, just seemingly passed away and then his family made it known that he had cancer and was battling it for the past like four or five years and didn't tell anybody and continued like making visits to the hospital for kids with cancer and taking their letters and writing replies and stuff like that and that's just really wholesome like keeping all of that on the inside and it really makes makes all the nitpicking that people did about like hey he looks tired today Ooh, he's doing this salute and he doesn't look excited does he hate his fans or whatever it's like g- guys recontextualize that now that's nitpicking and it's gross he was obviously doing a phenomenal job for what he was going through um yep and the internet has seemingly died overnight everybody on the planet on every platform i've seen uh has been commemorating his passing so uh 2020 sucks uh, so w-
1: Also, I just learned that you say it biopics instead of biopics. Yeah, it's not
0: biopics. Nope, don't do that. Um, so the the past week has been fairly, s- not I wouldn't say slow, but lighter in terms of news and it, uh, lighter in variety. So We're just going
1: to get this out of the way now that all the news in this episode is about the great event, the first uh, in history, DC Fandome.
0: So we're going to go vaguely in chronological order. Uh, so the newest full-length trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 was uh, revealed, um, which also revealed the "in" quote-unquote in-costume look for uh, the film's antagonist, Cheetah, which looks like cats but not bad. Oh, that's to possible? B- yeah, I mean, I didn't think it looked too bad. The face looks a little janky, but obviously there's still quite a few months of uh, post-production left and it was only a few frames wasn't too much um continuing more of the same which isn't a bad thing they're not showing too much of the freaking movie which is good looks very vibrant in a good way not too much but it is very bright and very 80s do you have any thoughts on on that
1: yeah um i'm sick of covid pushing movies back and just being teased and teased and teased with movies that are s- supposed to come out just picking release them already and we'll push through the covidness I uh,
0: definitely remember uh, watching all of the Doritos bags and you know Mountain Dew bottles that had advertisements for, hey, this is coming out in, I believe it was May or June, and then those are still in stores now. It, mm-hmm. it, that's such a weird thing to note, but it, it makes me slightly sad. But you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, I believe they're nearly done with post-production. And unless I'm drastically mistaken, it's slated for November, so
1: so all of our uh summer thrillers are gonna hit right before christmas
0: could be worse i mean the could the, be. the christmas season kind of turned into a second summer anyway once uh, star wars started coming back so yeah that's true yeah um so the second piece was a teaser trail, an animated teaser trailer for black adam um it was just dwayne the rock johnson doing voiceover over some really nice animatics um The common internet consensus is it doesn't seem like The Rock understands that Black Adam is a Shazam villain, which is really funny, but um, maybe they're just avoiding that fact for the sake of creating its own story, which is probably a good thing. Um, The movie will apparently include the original uh, Justice Society of America, consisting of Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher, which is pretty cool. I'm interested on how much revisionist DCEU history they're going to put in there, but the rock wearing a, a black and gold outfit with no cape because no capes no capes um yeah it was just a short little thing it was cool to hear the rock talk over some cartoons basically so do you
1: think that they're keeping it separate from shazam just in case it turns to crap like i don't know half of dc movies do I mean, like, p- they don't want to bring Shazam down with a crappy movie, so... Potentially.
0: Um, there is a little bit more news on Shazam too uh, towards the end, but I, I, they might be doing that. He's been teasing a lot of, hey, potentially we could cross over with Superman, and Henry Cavill also seems interested in that potential, so maybe they're doing something there. Maybe they're just trying to make him more of the antihero that he's kind of become in the past few decades and give him his own story because he was the... As The Rock keeps saying, he was the first to say the word. He was that original, or quote-unquote, original kid to get the the powers of the wizard Shazam. I'm expecting a lightning bolt effect right now, Uh, every time I say it, (laughs) Jacob, in editing. Um, So, if he was the first Shazam. He was the one that went bad.
1: Who's the superior Shazam?
0: Obviously Shazam, because now- I think I've
1: been watching too many Transformers with Ultimate and- yeah super superior i
0: mean one would assume he's better at his job because i believe he was actually an adult when he got the powers or at least older he wasn't you know like 14 15 like billy batson was Uh um but also now he's going up against the entire shazamily it's not just billy it's (laughs) billy and all of his siblings who all have equal powers so
1: shazamily yeah that's a new word just like (laughs) covidness
0: very true um next topic next next point of news uh so the trailer and a uh, eight minute gameplay clip for gotham knights uh, was released it is a co-op based story with light rpg mechanics but can be played alone and offline uh there was an official summary released as well quote batman is dead it is now up to the batman family batgirl nightwing red hood and robin to protect gotham city bring hope to its citizens discipline to its cops and fear to its criminals you must evolve into the new dark knight and save Gotham from chaos. Your legacy begins now. Step into the night. Yeah, see I'm actually kind of excited for this as well as the fact that they're doing so much Court of Owls stuff, which mm. ev- we all know Bruce isn't actually going to be dead. He's going to be brainwashed, he's going to be a Talon. That's just going to be a thing. There's no way they're going to be like no, Batman actually did die. But the big I would wouldn't say controversy. Listen,
1: buddy, I read Batman damned
0: <laughs> but the big kind of controversy around this thing was that it l- sounded like, by a lot of the leaks, to be a sequel to Arkham Knight, and the teaser had a lot of connective tissue with Arkham Knight, but also a lot of stuff that differentiates it, as well as a general tonal shift in terms of like color palette and right. music and stuff, which I- it doesn't look bad by any means. I'm actually kind of excited for the slightly more upbeat tone.
1: The gameplay seemed like it was brighter than the yeah. Arkham games.
0: Yeah, they officially confirmed it is not a sequel to Arkham Knight and is in its own continuity, Mm -hmm. which is good in the sense of, like, making something different, but also why would you make the setup almost identical to the end of Arkham Knight without, like, expecting people to be confused?
1: Well, I'm also confused about Red Hood being in it. What do you mean? That Red Hood's usually anti-hero instead of hero I guess.
0: I believe in the trailer you can see he's using stun bullets of some sort or mm-hmm. rubber bullets or whatever.
1: So, I just don't know if that would have be part of the reason they made it separate from Arkham Knight that because is true. Red Hood was kind of the villain.
0: That is true, but it, towards the end of the game when he fully went into the Red Hood persona, he did help. But that is a good point. It just general tonal shift. Apparently this was the plan from the beginning and the leaks were just incorrect um so I'm actually quite interested in the whole co-op based. This looks like Marvel's Avengers but better, honestly. But
1: yeah.
0: It's not necessarily my type of game, but there haven't been a lot of them that have been good and it does look graphically impressive.
1: I was waiting to unleash that point between that and a later yeah, uh, <laughs> announcement, but I don't know. I'm nervous about this and the later announcement both being co-op based. But you can play alone. It just doesn't really sell me because I like playing my video games alone. Right. Because I have no friends. Yes. Give me Witcher 3. But anyway. But also,
0: like, co-op games are cool, but the fact that they're trying to sell it as both is a little odd.
1: Right. And, like, I put a lot of hours into Destiny 2 alone. And I know. I know. I know. (laughs) I, I grew up and matured and became a man. (laughs) and got past it. But anyway, the point is, I just don't know how much I trust them when they say that it can be played alone. They did.
0: They literally said you can play the game offline.
1: Yeah, and they said that about Anthem, and they said that about Marvel's Avengers, and they said that about... Oh, what's the other one before
0: Anthem? I don't remember.
1: But there's been a whole bunch of... Did they
0: say that about Anthem? I don't remember that one. I'm pretty sure. I know they said that about Avengers, which does seem a bit weird, because that does seem to be a lot more of a multiplayer-based game. Extremely.
1: Like, it has huh. the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh, mixable supers. Yeah. Like, you can't really do that without yeah. a friend and a microphone. I mean, in the sense, I, I
0: get that, but also from the perspective of there are only four players for Gotham Knights. Um, you only have the four characters, which apparently have very different... Um, character progressions you can play through the entire game as one character if you so decide and you can switch through the four of them at will at the new hideout which is in the belfry because the bad cave got destroyed sounds more, like a lego game to me <laughs> but um they all have like their own separate paths which is cool and the sense that there's only four in that sense gives me some confidence that it's done well without excessive you know microtransactiony bullshit yep. and such um more I'm so than I'm nervous I, I would say I really I'm hope, hesitantly optimistic.
1: I really hope that both these games turn out to be awesome.
0: I must say I do really like the the more neon aesthetic they're going for on top of the darkness. Like mm. it's so if you have you have the 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 Arkham series which is somewhere in a mm, animated series but super edgy, which was kind of the point. And then they threw on a little bit of neon on top of it towards the end. I feel like this is just cranking that part up to a you know, fifteen, while still keeping the darker undertones. It's not like the buildings are clean and nice and pretty. It just has more highlighting. You're playing as young adults between you know, like sixteen and twenty-five. One would assume.
1: So wait a minute. If this game is a fifteen, does that make Arkham Knight an eleven with the neonness? Yeah, I'd
0: say probably right. an eleven. That's fair. And and City is City is ten, and then yeah, and Origins <laughs> and Asylum are right where they should be at a seven point five in terms of neon.
1: Right, not actual game quality.
0: No, game quality is a (laughs) whole other conversation. Discussion. (laughs) Um, So we're going to move on to the next topic, because we could probably talk about that forever. Um, So, the Batman um, is confirmed to be on its own Earth in the multiverse, with uh, no Joker in its own universe at this time. It is officially confirmed to take place in quote-unquote year two of Batman's career, so he's kind of on rough terms with the cops, and not all the criminals know he exists, yet he is an actual myth um it's partially happy to hear this yeah, that they're not going to start retconning other movies into it they're not yeah. going to shove it in somewhere yep and there doesn't sound like they're planning on connecting it to the multiverse like it's in it and you know it's part of the the dc cinematic multiverse but you don't need to actually explore anything in that facet
1: i like that they make movies that don't need to be connected to anything like they can be but just whatever Let Yeah. it by itself honestly
0: my largest concern was please don't try to redcon joker into this because there was Ugh. a there was a, a thing going around it's like this could theoretically work in the sense of they look to be taking more of a the Wayne family might have been involved in Gotham's corruption angle sort of deal but the timeline doesn't sync up and then they just debunked the thing entirely that there isn't even a joker yet so leave it alone perfect um, yeah um, so the first teaser trailer for the Batman
1: was released Um... And how many times did you watch that on release night? Four times on the, the night, which
0: was directly after we recorded I was going uh, to say, week.
1: I was there for two of your viewings. Yeah, I did it one more you time. you didn't look like you were going to stop. I did it one more time with Colin, and then I did it one more time when I got home. Did Colin have a big wet spot under his seat, or was it just in his pants? Uh, I think it was just in his pants. He All was right. sitting down, which helped keep it more contained. He made me very uncomfortable during the first viewing yeah, with not, his yeah, no. his uh, bodily language and motions. So mm-hmm. also, guttural,
0: guttural moaning.
1: <laughs> also, it's kind of fun dumping on him when he's not here. Also true. Colin, but... this is what you get for having <laughs> a
0: life. Um. Anywho. So, the general, uh, the I wouldn't say general, the overall reception of this trailer via the internet is astoundingly positive, seems to be the biggest takeaway from this entire event, which I don't disagree with, but I have more important things on my plate, but that's just me. Also duct tape. Yeah, the the duct tape, the memes that are coming out of this thing are great. So, <laughs> the, the trailer was really freaking cool. Yeah. I, I like... I'm not going to try to give a summary because if you're listening to this and you haven't watched any of the stuff we're talking about, what are you doing? Also,
1: Um, I mean, I can forgive them because I'm like that. I don't want to know. I want to know what happens when I'm sitting in the theater. Fair enough. Crying my eyes out because Uh, it's so beautiful.
0: I'm really, 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 really into the red and black aesthetic they're pushing in terms of color grading and the, the marketing stuff being very red and black. It's unique. It's a different color palette than the movies usually do it ju- it just feels right
1: um also i saw an opinion piece i forget who wrote it or where but they said that it was very very dark in that it was unlit it was very hard to see i
0: saw that too but i really didn't agree with that at all no i, thought it, I didn't maybe the the depending on what like re-upload you're watching the color might be off or yep. maybe your tv's down but Or phone. I watched it on a phone and two separate TVs, and I had no problems. There's a couple of shots that are certainly dark and hard to make out, but those are the very obviously intentional ones. Also, that's where the
1: Easter eggs are.
0: Also true. So you got to turn the gamma settings all the way up. Yeah. It's like when you're playing Minecraft and don't want to bring torches.
1: You know how the Hulk was created? Gamma settings, baby. Oh Oh, my goodness.
0: Um... Just a couple of thoughts that I had when I was watching it was I'm really really down with the music that uh, Michael Giacchino is composing for this. Um, I the I think it was the third listen through I started picking up on what I think is going to end up being the the specific Batman light motif right at the end of the trailer. I did like the a couple of note motions in front of Colin and he picked up on it. And I'm 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 really liking the musical tone that it's taking. Um, the fact that it's very much so a mystery is is freaking sweet, um, and something that I thought I might just be reading way too into. Usually, you hear uh, in terms of Batman, you hear vengeance and justice thrown around a lot, kind of interchangeably, right? But they aren't the same thing, right? Um, so I, you know, some other meme stuff is like he said, "I am vengeance." He didn't say, "I am Batman." He seems to actually be like brutal as hell, not killing people, but like he does not care. And it seems like that, based on some interviews, is potentially going to be an arc of him learning to work with uh, people and be less of a symbol of fear or more like one-man tyranny sort of deal. Yep. Um, so, you know, he said, you know, I am vengeance. And then later, um, talked. they talked a lot about justice. It came up a few times in the voiceover. So it just, it, it sounds like there might be a dichotomy between those two opposing ideas. Uh, Do you have any more thoughts on the trailer? Nope. Okay, I have a quote um, from an IGN article. During his his panel at DC Fandome, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, was asked how the future HBO Max GCPD show, that's a lot of letters, (laughs) GCPD show will tie into The Batman. The idea of this story was a story in which Gotham, which has this depth of corruption, and the idea that we could do a series that is going deeper into an aspect of it, which in this case is the corrupt police department, the, inner, the corrupt inner workings of the city, said Reeves. And the way we're gonna do this series, uh, Terrence Winter, uh, is, who's gonna be the showrunner, <clears throat> uh, is an incredible writer. So the idea that we just got him to do this is just a dream. The idea is we go back to year one, and year one is the beginning of the first emergence, the first appearance of this mass vigilante that starts to unsettle the city. And you start to see the story through the POV of these corrupt cops, and one in particular. And the story is going to be a battle for his soul. End quote.
1: Told you, damned. (laughs) What? No. (laughs) Battle for his soul. Not
0: Batman's soul. It's about the cops.
1: Oh.
0: Goofball. Um, I really like the idea that they're gonna have Batman on like the outskirts of this. Meaning they're probably gonna have some shadows, and that's it. Like you don't. Uh, they probably couldn't afford, honestly, to have Robert Pattinson film a lot of stuff for this series as a prequel. That'd be a little weird. So that sounds appealing to me. It's not going to be entirely, hey, it's a Batman prequel. It's right. a Gotham prequel, not Gotham, which was half Gotham prequel, half Batman prequel.
1: Well, now I'm properly confused. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Many words. Uh, rest in peace, Gotham, forever in my heart.
1: Uh, also, uh, at work... I heard a couple of people say some really nasty things about uh, the actor portraying the Batman, and they were pretty much writing the movie off because of the actor. And I was like, dude, did you see the trailer, though? It looks cool.
0: Yeah. Like Like, the he's
1: so what if he was a
0: sparkly vampire? literally a decade and a half ago, and he regrets that decision more than anything else, and he's come out and said that, like, every year on the year. I hated doing that, and that was a stupid way to start my career. I mean, and he keeps... He's been doing indie films for ages, right. you know, proving he has insane acting chops. Um, speaking of acting chops, this, this Batman is so emo. I'm very into it. Eyeshadow, like, the whole thing. They're not removing the eyeshadow between shots of the mask coming off and putting it on. Like, the is still there. It's a minor detail, but none of the other ones did that. It's just, hey, cowls off, new shot
1: of the face, there's no eye makeup. It's you were like, harping about eyeshadow before the commercial came out.
0: Yes, because Is there this was
1: something I need to know about. Uh
0: Colin, come pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> it looks to be very, very sad boy.
1: Well now your girlfriend knows what turns you on. <laughs> no
0: comment. Um So next topic, we're gonna go into The Flash. Um, Apparently, Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne will build Barry Allen a new suit for The Flash movie, which seems to be a repurposed idea from um, some of Zack Snyder's original plans that was supposed to be a thing, like the the quote-unquote time travel suit that you see in BVS was supposed to be made by Bruce Wayne. Um, So it sounds like they're gonna kind of repurpose that and Jim Lee, who is the CCO of DC, confirmed Ezra Miller's Flash got his name, the Flash, uh, from Grant Gustin's Flash during Crisis on Infinite Earths in 2019, which is cool because it means that that scene that we saw in that really abysmal crossover is canon, which is neat. It was, it was neat, but also that's kind of lame at the same time. That hey, I got my superhero name from another version of me that already had the name. That just it, <laughs> I get it. But it feels a little silly, which is weird to say, hey, in the same sentence as time travel that I'm saying getting a name from another character is silly, but I don't know, that just feels well off. Um. off. I like this Flash way too much, so.
1: I didn't see anything about Flash in 2019 on any kind of media, so.
0: Yeah, I think it was during the fourth, the third of the fourth episode out of the five part crossover that was the TV versions of Crisis on Infinite Earths all cw i'm assuming yeah um but they did they did they had cam this is where like the idea of the cinematic version of the multiverse came from is like what dc's doing now kind of was sprinkled in then other like the old versions of characters are all canon you know superman the superman returns version of superman is in that crossover all that sort of stuff um yeah, it was a it was a really interesting scene in the sense that it showed that the CW can f- film like it's a movie and have lighting like it's a movie, but they choose not to, because the scene was like, hey, this looks like a real DC movie, and then it just shows by stark contrast that they like their cheap teen melodrama look. So, I have to find
1: a uh, uh, review uh, or or summary on YouTube. I would recommend it. Some parts of it honestly
0: weren't that bad. There were some cool parts. It's just some of it was really, really disappointing. Alrighty, on to the next piece of news from DC Fandom. The Suicide Squad's cast and their villainous roles have been revealed, along with a behind-the-scenes reel showing off the actors in their uniforms slash costumes in action. And the release date uh, was announced as August 6th, 2021. Holy s***, they have a huge cast. So many of them are going to die. It's going to be awesome. (laughs)
1: All right, so please make the differentiation for me between this one and the shit one.
0: The shit one, nobody died. That you think like everybody was safe. They all had plot armor, obviously, because you have Harley Quinn and you have Deadshot, yeah, and you have Killer Croc, yeah, and Captain Boomerang. All really yeah. big people that almost never die and have franchises potentially hey, waiting. Hey, hey, you forgot the babe. Which which babe?
1: Enchantress.
0: No. Yes. Why are we talking about enchantress (laughs) right now? Um, You have all of those people waiting that you know aren't gonna die. In addition to just the whole thing that went down with that movie, Um, but this one has a cast of it's like it's like 16 main characters, including a few ones that we know that are gonna survive. Like Harley Quinn is gonna be fine, Um, and probably Captain Boomerang. And then you have like Amanda Waller. Uh, a few of the, the characters are obviously going to have some plot armor, but th- so many of them are B to, like, Z-list villains, like, you know, Polka Dot Man and all sorts of silly stuff. The Thinker being played by Peter Capaldi, which is just brilliant. Um,
1: Wait a minute. Ezra Miller was the Flash and Suicide Squad?
0: Yeah, he had, yeah, there was a cameo in there, mm. which was filmed by Snyder during Justice League, actually. I don't remember that. Yeah, he captured Captain Boomerang robbing a bank. Cause uh, he's, he's a maybe Flash I remember villain. that. It's good you don't remember most of that movie. That's a yeah. good place to, to live. I try to forget it. Yeah. Um,
1: so, is this one ha- related to this one in any way?
0: soft. It's a soft sequel, meaning it's a it's a standalone sequel slash half reboot. It's in continuity, but what DC's doing is de-emphasizing continuity these days, Um, so it's still technically a sequel to that. It's about
1: freaking time they figure out to Mm de-emphasize continuity. Yeah.
0: It's a sequel to Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey and the fantabulous (laughs) emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I said it right. Birds of Prey. Boards. (laughs) Um, So it's a sequel to to both of those, technically speaking, but it's uh, a soft tonal reboot for the Suicide Squad series of films, if they want to keep making more, but yeah, it it was described as a '70s war flick with super silly, super villains
1: and stuff. So how is it a soft sequel to this sh- one? A, it's a tech if it's going it, back
0: in time. It's not a literal. It's not literally in the '70s. It's like a '70s war movie. All right. Anywho, um, the cast seemed really excited about this. It's got some really big name. Actually, most of them are really big names, and most of them are gonna die. Yeah. And also, there's there's more King Shark. King Shark is great. So. I'm very on board with this. And the new Harley Quinn outfit looks phenomenal, and I'm, I'm really digging that one.
1: Cool. I haven't seen any of the promotional stuff for most of the stuff. I'm just... Oof. I'm happy to be surprised in the movie theater. Also, Me she though. looks better as not the Enchantress. Yes. Uh, like, uh, I mean, drastically. Th- that's no surprise. But I don't
0: find her terribly attractive, but also, yeah, good margin. Um, they and also digitally made her even thinner in the movie. Ew. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's, it's one of those weird things. That the studio does. Uh, next piece of news. Uh, so the Snyder cut of Justice League, Jacob. I only have the, <laughs> I only have two pieces of news. <laughs> Give me a break.
1: You referenced it twice already. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, references are natural. I also referenced a lot of other things. I know. Um, it's confirmed to be coming out as four hour long uh, episodic segments. Four believe, hour long segments. Four hour-long segments, uh, which I believe they said weekly, but I might be wrong on that, um, and will be getting collected at the end as a film, uh, just to watch in one sitting, and will be getting released internationally via some other distribution service, because HBO Max is not international at this time.
1: You've pre-ordered the 4K Ultimate Edition of this, Avenue not uh,
0: They didn't put it up, otherwise I was going to. <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to wait to do anything physical until it's already been out and been collected as the movie on HBO Max, then they'll start selling it. So you have to wait like
2: it's two years a-
0: for that. Shut up. I've already <laughs> waited long enough. I'm fine. I can keep going. I'm fine. As long this as this is fine. It's fine. As long <laughs> as I can watch it, I'll be
1: good. I uh, wish I could insert memes like into yeah. the video oh, that'd be hilarious. on YouTube because that'd be funny. it would have the dog in the burning building saying, This is fine. Yep. Um Someday the, we will become a professional show and I can do that. <laughs> the the international bit I it,
0: is is nice just because like so much of the Snyder Cut fandom is international like most of it is international so the fact that they're like hey we're, we're still gonna put it out there also there's more money to be made by not just leaving it for North America but you know the slightly less cynical answer of hey we're gonna make it so people can actually watch this um so the first official uh trailer for the Snyder Cut was released um do you have any thoughts on this thing because I know you watched it at least once Probably just the ones. Just the ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was over did- your
1: shoulder as, again, you were making very inappropriate bodily motions.
0: Those are rookie numbers. you got to pump those up.
1: <sighs> no, I don't really have thoughts. I thought it was kind of, not ironic, but kind of uh, in joke to play Hallelujah as he was. they were showing it off like, there's a couple in the trailer. Of,
0: there's a couple. I actually have some points on that.
1: I know you do. But I just thought it was funny because yeah. that's what the fans were singing as they watched it.
0: That's an understatement. But yes, um, I don't. I actually don't have a whole lot of thoughts because most of it is expounded footage we've already seen before in yep. smaller segments. It's you know proving, hey, these scenes are a real thing, not just a couple of frames.
1: Um, Wasn't there one time that you're like, oh, that was Zack Snyder? Like that was in the original release of it? Yeah, it was the it was it?
0: the uh, Atlantean bubbles um something that wasn't talked about until s- at, like the end of last year when the atlanteans uh talk in justice league they talk in like a little air bubble like mera makes an air bubble and then they talk uh, in human speech um it, it was just really odd that i was like that seems weird and they certainly reshot some of that but um i don't remember exactly how it came out but um the director of Aquaman and then Zack Snyder were talking both kind of at the same time and they're like hey the way that they did in Aquaman is purely what James Wan wanted to do. Zack did something entirely different and like that's cool. So I was like oh no he did do the bubble thing because he's just like this is just easier just make a little bubble so they can speak English which I think is what you're talking about. was probably. So
1: uh, I lied before the only thought that I do have about it is uh, shock and awe. That they didn't James Bond the role for Amber Heard. Yeah, uh, that that a certain unnamed person in our our group uh, had some provocative, uh, inappropriate comments about that, uh, which shall be left unsaid.
0: That is very true. He was very aggressive about that. I don't disagree with any of the thoughts he had, um, but yeah. Retrofitting somebody out of a movie is harder than it looks, and screwing it up even more is probably a bad idea. Just leave it be. So I, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. Uh, I like the fact that we actually saw inside the Speed Force. That's really cool, and it looks very visually different than any other version of that we've seen before.
1: Speed Force, that's like the Triforce, but different, right?
0: Yes. Cool. Um, it's, it's Flash Triforce. <laughs> Um, I really, 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 really liked the end tag after the title reveal. Um, that you know, Batman having a little speech talking about you know fighting us united, that was something that kind of got snuck out there by Zach ages ago. We slapped it on a t shirt, like it was a whole big deal, and now we kind of understand why. That's Me, really nice. As if
1: you were there to slap it on the t shirt, dude. Do you do you
0: actually it? want to see my receipts on how much money I put <laughs> into this whole campaign? <laughs> and I can show you the. I can show you my conversations with like quote unquote big heads in it. I can I can show you my receipts if you want them. Um, Keep your receipts to yourself. Fine. Don't balance my checkbook. <laughs> um, I really, the thing honestly that got me aside from like the cool, all the cool stuff was the, reu- the, the reuniting of uh, Lois and Martha and Clark on the farm really hit me in the feels because I really, 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 really like that romance, and I love this version of the Kents, and that just, that gave me all the feels.
1: So that's why you were crying?
0: Yes. (laughs) That, yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The the, the apocalyptic technology, it looks to be, like, more defined now with this version, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. You can see the armor. uh, Yep you know, the spiky, f- um, the <laughs> armor and a lot of the weapons and all of the quote unquote, like growths in the third act, like the parts of the mother boxes that shoot out and are like doing all of the terraforming all have a very similar design. They're metallic. Uh, and they kind of have, I really don't like saying transformers because that <laughs> sounds bad, but like they have like a constant motion to them and they have an orange glow on the inside. I really like that look. Um, that's just a personal preference thing, cool. but I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then the, the music thing, um, immediately following the live stream of DC Fandome, uh, Zach did a panel with a bunch of fans and explained the music choice. Uh, he basically picked it out two years ago. Um, pretty much what he said was that it was important to his family for various reasons, which I'm sure we can all piece together why. Um, oh. Yeah, so he already had that in mind ages ago, and now it just has a double meaning because that's, that's what lots of people were unanimously screaming and also, it just works really well, in my opinion. Um, people were giving him way too much like flack. Like people were targeted. Like this this human being doesn't deserve to use this music, and he's horrible. For it. It's like, what what are you guys doing? It, it's personal to him. What's wrong with you people? Leave yep. him alone. Like, and you know, people start sending replies that are like, "Hey, this is this is why it happened." And people are like, "Yeah, I still don't care." It's, it's important to his family for personal reasons. My gosh, leave him alone. Um, I did have one correction to make from last week uh, The when I said that the title was quote unquote changed unofficially or officially I wasn't exactly right it's confusing it, I think it's still up in the air because the, the hashtag changed like I mentioned um, but the title of the, the trailer on the HBO Max YouTube channel is for Zack Snyder's Justice League so I'm confused <laughs> I don't know what's going on I I'm assuming they just haven't you know decided what it is and they're not su- super concerned about it because everybody knows what it is
1: and if you're confused that means the rest of us are totally lost
0: in this category
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um so just so i i can keep my professional ass covered i was incorrect on that one because i wasn't watching it I, hey. we watched it live last week i wasn't watching it as the youtube clip version
1: Speaking of, did we get any hate mail this week? Because I was really looking forward to that. No,
0: we don't. We didn't get any mail this week, which is really disappointing. Um, if Please. you would like to send us any mail, hate <laughs> hate mail, love mail, um, I memes, your hate mail, memes, anything, or just questions, uh, or just spam us, send us an email at dimecomicbros at gmail.com. We will probably answer that email in about five seconds because it's new and we haven't gotten any mail yet. Uh, also,
1: just send us a dank meme, cause yes, I love those dank memes. Yes.
0: Um. Next piece of news. Ooh, news. Um. We got a trailer for the the uh, Suicide Squad game, Kill the Justice League, um, which is going to be a 2022 next gen exclusive. Apparently, this one is a continuation of the Arkham series, um, which multiple things say that doesn't make sense because the timeline doesn't make sense because king shark is dead in the arkham universe
1: when was he killed
0: i don't remember exactly at the top of my head but like well, there what good are you also <laughs> Deadshot has race swapped because th- the, the african-american version of the character is infinitely more popular at the moment for various reasons also who gives a crap but, Will Smith. yes um but you know because of the i mean he was in the comics well before will smith played him but that version has been far more popular lately. But in the Arkhamverse before this, Deadshot was white. Various just other things, like personality differences and Harley seems very different, but the the developer came out and said, Hey no, this is a continuation of the Arkhamverse. They didn't say where in the timeline it is, or whatever, but the, the tonal difference is weird and the fact that it's about killing brainwashed members of the Justice League makes me stupidly confused why this is in the Arkham universe. I'm just I'm really confused. Um, this is also going to be a co-op based story game, but can also be played alone and offline.
1: I won't believe it till I see it.
0: Also, yeah, I thought the trailer looked pretty neat, but the fact that they're all of the squad members that they're showing are like the A-listers that aren't gonna die is a bit disappointing. Like the point, the thing that makes the ju- the the Suicide Squad unique is the fact that basically all of them can die at any given moment. But when it looks like the team lineup is gonna be Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn. Deadshot and King Shark, who are all really big names, they're not gonna kill any of them. So where are the rest of the squad members that are di- that are gonna die? Or are we just making another team out of supervillains that isn't unique at all? That's just kind of lame. But yeah, I did the the trailer did look pretty good. I'm getting a little tired of the the evil Superman trope, and that says a lot coming from me because I like my evil Superman. Mm-hmm. But. It looks like he's being brainwashed by Darkseid, not Darkseid, Side, Bleah. Brainiac. There we go.
1: It also kind of s- felt like they took their inspiration straight out of the Boys.
0: Kind of, yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly how, but I did get that vibe.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's so, the thing.
1: Um I watched the gameplay for Gotham Knights yeah. and that uh that felt very very similar to the Arkham games. I didn't see any gameplay for Suicide Squad. Kill There's the no Justice gameplay. Yeah, it's so, just the
0: the pre-done cinematic.
1: Yeah, the yeah the story trailer or whatever they freaking call it. Yeah, the so, memes
0: coming out of it are pretty good. You and your memes. Yeah, me and, and you memes. don't
1: share a single one.
0: Well, some of them are really, really <laughs> stupidly. <laughs> I you were my and, Well, people get pissy when I start sharing things more than two in a row, so I stop sharing for you know three weeks. I straight.
1: literally begged you when I got off Reddit to share memes.
0: This is true. Daily. Anywho, anywho um next topic which is the last from the last piece of news and the last thing from DC fandom uh the sequel to Shazam is officially titled Shazam Fury of the Gods i believe we got a teaser poster which looks cartoony as hell and it just has the Shazam nothing exciting on it um it, it is going to be released on November 4th 2022 um same director, I believe the same screenwriter as well. Cast is staying the same, so cool. I really liked Shazam like a lot.
1: I'm kind of confused why they did Fury of the Gods as a subtitle because that is a fairly popular free to play game on Steam right now.
0: That might be why. I it's mean like that and it d- is a, d- a fairly god-based product like a lot of DC. I'm sure it has plot relevance that usually does.
1: Oh, but it's not the game I was thinking of. But it is an actual game on Steam. I so just find game it game funny I'm how it's gonna...
0: Shazam with an exclamation point, colon, <laughs> Fury of the Gods. It's just, it's <laughs> funny to have that. It's still a part of the name. It just, it's odd. Um, so this was neat. This was like the end of DC Fandom. It was at like 11 o'clock at night. Nothing crazy, cause it's well out in the future. Um, I believe they're gonna start filming at the end of this year. Like most things are finally getting back to filming pretty soon. Uh,
1: did you watch Shazam? Yes, I did. Did you like it? I didn't mind it. It okay. was good. There was some choppy CG
0: a little that kind of yeah. brought it down, but yeah, I mean the the I, I did a lot of research because David F. Sandberg, the director, is an ex YouTuber. Well, I mean he still does YouTube videos, but like he was a YouTuber and then he made a short film yeah. and that launched his Hollywood career. So he's very down to earth. Like he just talks to people on Twitter about filmmaking stuff, and he still makes like how to videos on YouTube. Um, and he explained why some of the CG is a bit jank in some spots because of the type, the type of environment they had to work with and like it, it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, a, a few of the jokes didn't land for me. There are like two that are gonna be dated horribly, but past that I liked the old school family movie vibe like a, like a labyrinth like there's a bit of there's a bit of spook in here. It's yep. a, it can be surprisingly dark, but also it's it's pretty goofy. But also, yeah, like, I hey, this being... scene is very intimidating out of nowhere. Like, that sort of stuff you don't really get in family movies anymore.
1: I was thinking of Hand of the Gods. Oh. The Smite spinoff.
0: That's weird. Huh. So, do you have any, any thoughts on this Shazam sequel?
1: Uh, nope. Ready to see it.
0: Okay. Well, that's the end of the news. Well, there you go. So, what have you been reading this week, Jacob.
1: Well, for our listeners who aren't part of the group chat and haven't been able to hear me bitching about it for a couple of days now, um, I read a near-perfect masterpiece uh, that I was very excited to talk about. I wrote a whole entire one full page of notes about it, okay? And that's asking a lot out of me. And then Colin announced that he wasn't going to make it to the show. And I need him for this one book because he will probably know more about it than I do after having researched it. Yeah, probably. I think our listeners can figure out what it might be at least call it by that hand.
0: At least he knows what it is.
1: He shouldn't know. I well, mean he can make a guess. So anyway, guess. in the last two days I've been crunching something to read that I could talk about. So I bought Dark Souls The Breath of Andalus. What? It is a four issue, I guess you could call it a trade. It's pretty freaking small. I think it's only like 120 pages or something. What? Yeah. It is the first um, book, or sorry, first run out of five Dark Souls. It's produced by Titan Comics. And I had no idea that there was a Titan Comics in existence. So I went to their website and found out what else they write. They do a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed comics, yep. uh, Blade Runner twenty nineteen, and Bloodborne, and about a hundred thousand Doctor Who comics. Those Doctor Who books are actually pretty good. And also Tank Girl, which was the only one that I really recognized as like not being. Are these Dark Souls books canon?
0: Does it canon?
1: <sighs> I don't know.
0: Interesting. I did I a really, lot. I really like this art.
1: It is. Stop breaking my review apart, alright? Oh, look, the next topic. The artwork is beautiful. But while researching it, I tried scouring the internet to find a professional review of any of these books, and nobody talks about it. Body video, if you're out there, please read these comics and tell me how you think. (laughs) Um, So I ended up on Goodreads. (laughs) <laughs> I love finding I love me some good reads some opinions um and a couple of people said that it was too colorful and vivid to be a dark soul- souls world hmm. but I didn't mind it I think it's it's the right amount of color uh, like it starts out in a crystalline labyrinth and the crystals look spot on a nice shiny blue with plenty of shadow shiny so, um After having done about an hour and a half of research on it this morning, I found that there's very little lore in it. A brief summary on it is that it it starts with a warrior on a revenge quest for the death of her compatriots and family. The warrior and her companion uh, are on the search for three magical gems or things. Are uh, they by chance called
0: the Simirils? No. No.
1: Oh. Uh, trying to revive Andalus, a worm, also known as a dragon, uh, who will revive the first flame, they call it, th- they also call it the flame of life. Uh, if they kill the worm, his breath will reverse their hollowing, but if they just revive him, uh, they will stay hollow, but it will rekindle the flame. Uh, so at the end, spoilers and stuff. Uh, this book is probably between Dark Souls 2 and 3. Uh, you can kind of tell that by her being hollow. Uh, she's got like this greenish effect uh, to her skin as she's turning more and more hollow through the story. Um And also, the other hint saying it's between two and three is that uh, uh, the other main character, her companion, uh, is a squire named Aldrich. That name should ring a bell. (laughs) Get it? Uh, There's not much else explaining who he is, but Aldrich is probably the Lord or a Lord of Cinder in Dark Souls Three. He's the founder of the Church of the Deep. He's the weird worm-like looking thing.
0: I really want to go play Dark Souls now. It's been, it's <laughs> been a while. I
1: had that same feeling this morning when I they was reading. They were on the
0: sale Lord. too. I don't have my copies anymore, but they were on sale for like seventy-five percent off a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't buy any. <sighs> I'm
1: I'm not wise. That's a missed opportunity right there. I'm a missed opportunity. <laughs> so, having edited out all the spoilers on the spot, um, besides all of that lore and story, uh, Sumbro makes an appearance in the first issue as kind of a boss or a mini-boss. Um, uh, some other thoughts. It's weird that the main character, Fira, or Fira, throws her sword in combat like... At least once in every issue. It was really weird. Um, she seems wicked OP, uh, killing almost every enemy except bosses in one hit. Uh, Which
0: for the Dark Souls universe is definitely weird.
1: Yeah and she only dies once. So professional gamer right there.
0: And she's a gamer girl.
1: Whoa. Uh, in conclusion, I really don't know how to make a good dark souls comic i didn't know what to expect when i picked it up i was like well it's on the shelf it's cheap i'll try it so it feels kind of tough to pick it apart and say they did this wrong they did that wrong um
0: i mean because yeah dark souls is i wouldn't i wouldn't say loosey-goosey by any means but it is very vague in its meaning with a lot of things and a lot of it is negotiable to some extent right. so it is
1: the game can be played without knowing a single thing about the story and it's like whatever right, but, but it also if you has dig into the, the item descriptions and whatever else right, you there's can some find stupid out stupid deep lore so that's exactly definitely, so definitely how do you squeeze to like, that
0: into a comic right like how do you make a narrative out of a game that doesn't not have a narrative but it has a confusing and non-linear, weird narrative.
1: So there's this first page right before chapter one with a huge exposition dump and I read it and said, wow, I don't know what that was saying. And turned the page and read the story. But (sighs) I kind of just filled it in with (laughs) what it meant with this last paragraph. Like, Besides that, there isn't a whole lot of lore. It Hmm. just turned out to be kind of a generic fantasy story that ran too long and ends up being kind of boring and especially with the flat ending so uh other people online said that the other ones were better so i will try to hunt those down and get back to you
0: i didn't even know that there were dark souls books now i'm going to go buy all of them
1: also i want the Bloodborne ones
0: oh boy that's that's a bit scary.
1: Yeah, I really rather. I
0: really did like Bloodborne. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. I, it's it you can negotiate, you can like argue it's a worse game in terms no. of like polish. No. In terms of like the the way the skill progression is, but all right. Because it's it's an outwardly offensive game versus the rest of the Souls games and Demon Souls are defensive games. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um so that and Sekiro are just very different and I like that. But yep. they're all still quote-unquote Souls like I just went on Goodreads, because I do that, um, and I noticed you gave Batman Damned a surprisingly high score from what I expected. I
1: did four out of five. I would have done three and a half, but they don't allow half stars. That is really annoying, honestly. Uh, I used, So I rounded up because of the artwork. That's That's fair.
0: I just remember, even at the end of our conversation last podcast, you're like, I like it more now. But it was still... But what the hell is going on? Yeah, exactly. Which is uh, just... I saw them like four stars. Like, that's <gasps> All right, that's you
1: lot. got me. I'm hopeful that the next book, because there's going to be a next book, hopefully. answers our questions. Well, and mean, it will make Batman Damned a beautiful story. Hopefully.
0: We don't even know if there's going to be another book. Shh! There might not be another book. It might just be Stop done.
1: Stop it. Shut your stupid mouth. Okay. Um. So what have you been reading?
0: I only got to finish one book this week, so we're tied. Um... Yay I us. meant to do more, but just stuff got in the way. Also,
1: uh, Colin loses by default. Yes,
0: but <laughs> we're all losers here. No. Yes. No. Who's we the be one Colin? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I read the second volume of the 2016 Doom Patrol run, which uh, I talked about previously and we discussed. Uh, so I picked up the second volume, which is issues seven through twelve. Uh, it is the conclusion of that arc. It wasn't a super long run. Um, still written by Gerard Way and Pencil still by Nick Darrington. Um, I think this is actually a stronger book than the other one by a lot. Uh, the ending, I would say, is a bit weak. Um, it, I wasn't sure if they didn't know the book was going to be cut so short or they would have like planned a, a more conclusive ending, uh, but it did seem a little bit of a small ending, but that's just kind of the way things go. I still really, really like the art. The narrative is much clearer now that we're out of some of the loosey-goosey territory of the first couple of issues. Yep. Um, so yeah, art is still on point. Characters are really, really fun. I like the expansion that they've been doing. And it's basically, like there's a, a corporation which is a front for various entities that I won't get into because that's a spoiler. Um, from other parts of Doom Patrol history, and they're releasing this addictive substance you can add to food that makes everything better and it tastes better and it's better for you.
1: Sounds like Doritos.
0: It's like Dorito powder. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's called <laughs> but like with all of the, um, oh, what are those, the markings you use when you, you know, you use like pound sign and dollar sign when you're like censoring out uh, curse words? Expletives? Whatever the that term is, that's Cartoon what the.
1: Swear words. <laughs>
0: that's what the t- the the name of the product is it's really funny um, and it's a big old plot like it's it's a a scheme and i can't really get much further into depth without getting into really heavy spoilers but i'm really in- i really enjoyed it it was a, a i took less time than the first one because there's one less issue but it's it's less janky um, right. in terms of narrative it's much clearer the characters are already um, set up and explored so you can get more into the narrative more so than character setup and getting accustomed to people's personas so i really like that
1: um i mean you said after you read the first volume that it was a very rough start and that's what colin and i didn't get past so it seems like this story is just a ball that had to get rolling
0: That's, I would, yeah. Before it got good. Yeah, I don't, I still don't know if you guys would like it anywhere as nearly as much as I do, but I just, I do think it's worth a read if you do have the willpower to get through the first two issues or so. Uh, Um, that's honestly all I've been reading. i meant to have a lot more, but then I got busy and depressed. Alrighty, so moving on to what we've been watching this week. Uh, I'm gonna start because I can. Um, Colin's not here, so I don't want to linger on it, but I finished. I, I watched all of Adventure Time Season 7. I'm like halfway through Season 8 right now. Um, the first half of Season 7 is Stakes. It's like a it's a big vampire miniseries. I loved that so much. Uh, there's also a crossover, a crossover episode with one of the other uh, versions of that planet, because uh, we don't actually know if Ooh is Earth or not. Probably is. Um,. But like, there's a there's a crossover episode with a different version of the characters, and that was really cool. Um, there, the the concepts are getting bigger, which I'm liking. the The general topics it's approaching are far more heady. Uh, that just appeals to me, so that's right. been cool. And the comedy picked up a bit from last season, which I mentioned that I didn't like. It wasn't as fun. Um, what have you been watching?
1: I finished the leftover. 10 to 15 minutes of Transformers colon War for Cybertron colon Siege. Whoa. Because it, allegedly it's supposed to be a trilogy of seasons and Siege is the first of the three. Uh, didn't really change my mind on it. I mean, it, it's still good and I still plan to watch the other two seasons. Um, definitely left off on a cliffhanger and I'm ready to see more. Lovely.
0: Um, I watched the OG Superman movie. Ah, Christopher Reeves. Yes. I was feeling nostalgic and said, screw it. I have two and a half hours to kill. Um, um How was it this time? Uh, it held up very well. Really? Um, uh, It might just be because I have an appreciation for practical effects, but I, I think most of the effect work holds up. If you keep in mind what it is doing and less so how it needs to... Um. To make a one to one comparison, you go you compare Superman flying for the first time in this movie versus you go with the first the first flight of Man of Steel. They're drastically different. Oh yeah. But they also serve different thematic purposes. They're not supposed to be a one to one. The first time Superman flies in this movie is very short. It's mostly in shadow. It's just a little thing. He jumps across a room. But it's supposed to it it, it symbolizes something different, versus Man of Steel is supposed to focus on the raw potential and power. Of like the choice that he has, so it, it emphasizes different things as well as just how technology develops. So you don't need a you know five minute long epic sequence going across five different continents. Right. That's not necessary. Um, so I think most of the effects were pretty good. Some of them uh, did not hold up well, but I think the stuff in Smallville when he's you know in high school was that was that surprisingly good. Um, hmm. Something that I noticed more now that I've gotten older, uh, Reeves really swaps personas. When he's going between his Clark Kent persona and his Superman persona, it is so, so different. Like, the body language is entirely different, you which know? is obvious, like, he's he's a bit of a cartoonish goofball. Right. But he's intentionally making himself so inconspicuous. Like, he's total... He literally winked at the camera one time. <laughs> I didn't remember that. He I not remember that. He stared into the camera with the corner of his eye and was like, Mm -hmm. It it was really Mm -hmm. funny. Um, So I I like that uh, difference. A lot of Supermen these days, which I do prefer this version of them kind of not being the same, but being – I don't know how to describe it, but you know, modern Superman doesn't always feel like it's two very different sides. Right. It's a disguise more so than a different personality. Yep. This one feels like he's intentionally crafted such a strong personality. Like if you compare him as a kid in Smallville versus him as an adult, the Superman persona is basically what he is, not the Clark Kent persona versus in other versions, I wouldn't say it's inverted, but it feels more like Superman is what he is. He himself is aspiring towards, but he's kind of putting on a show almost for himself in right. that way, and Clark Kent is the far more down-to-earth part.
1: I think he didn't especially notice it watching the Henry Cavill version of Superman. Is like, when he's playing uh, Clark Kent, he's still He's
0: basically just himself.
1: A, a big dude yeah. and well-made up and I think dressed th- nice. Like, he's not slouching. He doesn't look like a dweeb.
0: No, I think that the one detail I didn't realize until somewhat recently um the reason he wears, aside from being, you know, grown up, growing up in Kansas, so he has a different like taste in fabrics. The reason he wears a lot of like twill and tweed, like the thicker, more rough fabrics, is because that actually does hide, help, uh, it helps make him look bigger, but in a way that makes it look like the clothes are making him look bigger. Hmm. I, not entirely reading into it, I did check. The costume designer said something along those lines of. If you have him wearing fairly not tight fitting, but like a lot more slim fitting stuff and a lot more like jeans and you know, like white dress shirts, he's going to look as big as he is. But if he's wearing more of rough, darker, earthy tones, the way that it looks like he's bigger because like the fabric takes up more space, but it doesn't, it feels like the fabric is doing more than
1: less rounder, kind of like smooths out the
0: right. It's a weird way to describe <laughs> it, Before, without getting into color theory. Um, but like something right like that. It's him being you know quieter and more like himself, and then Superman isn't faking by any means. But it's it's him pushing himself for whatever he's striving for, as well as for everybody else. Yep. Versus the Christopher Reeve one is like. For the most part, yes, he has internal conflict, but like he's basically Superman. And then Clark Kent is literally a disguise. Like it's putting, it's, he switches over entirely. The hair is different. The, the eyes look different. He has different body language, different tone. It's a really good performance in that way. And I didn't pick up on as much of that when I was younger. Um, yep. just, yeah, that, that really stuck out. Um, something that I thought was kind of worth discussion in comparison to the whole modern Superman interpretation. Um, The Kents are barely even in this movie, Mm -hmm. which isn't a bad thing, but like this whole super idealization of the Kents, like, no, Pa Kent is this big thing of virtue. It's like, he's literally in two scenes of the movie. He is in the scene where they pick him up as a baby and he's in the scene where he dies. Yep. He has an impact. It's a very strong role, but like, dang, don't, don't tell me that, you know... The, the Kevin Costner version is so much so so lacking he has four times as much screen time oh, and yeah. actually has more development on the plot
1: I never thought the Kevin Costner version was lacking no, I thought he played it perfectly I, I,
0: I actually think that's his best role because he's had a really rough really? career because he's not a great actor Kevin Costner is not a great
1: actor you obviously haven't seen Silverado I didn't think that was that good
0: I mean, aside from Robin Hood, that was just phenomenal because it, it was worthy like Robin of Robin
1: Hood because you get to see his stunt double's naked ass. What? What?
0: What? What? No. Gosh. <laughs> Anyways, um, just something I was kind of picking up on is, is the whole, you know, all of the, well, like, Superman doesn't have conflict or, like, is, you know, the, the Kents always made him do stuff. It's like, no, they, the, the scene that Jonathan Kent is in while he's, about to die is like hey don't go float it like flaunting your abilities all over the place those are for a purpose we don't know what that purpose is yet but like chill out dude yep like that's basically what all the modern versions do too why are all the modern versions giving so much crap i don't usually say things are nostalgic for the sake of being nostalgic but holy cow people are really nostalgia blinded by this movie it's ridiculous um and i just i honestly don't like the the choice of lex luthor as the first villain not because it doesn't suit the movie i think the performance is pretty good even though it's obviously a big goofy over the top villain mm-hmm. which is good i just i i do prefer the like dealing with the quote unquote domestic problem of zod which is funny to say domestic cuz it's technically the internet the international version
1: interplanetary there
0: you go the inter whatever um,
1: interplanetary oh my gosh
0: um But it always feels more thematically sound to, like, have that be the first major adventure of him, like, intentionally choosing humanity over his own kind, versus Lex Luthor is like, why do you want to stick around with humanity after this asshole does his thing? Yep. Because he's kind of just proving the point that all of this country or this planet are just, like, really crappy, crony people. So I just, I find that a little odd, but... It was good. It, it doesn't feel as over-the-top and goofy as I remember. Now being an adult, and maybe it's just because I'm not paying as close of attention and trying to be nitpicky, it doesn't feel like it's not this golden goofball of a movie. Like, yeah, it's got some silly stuff in it for sure, but yep, it appeals to basically everybody for a reason.
1: So are you going to watch the next three after um,
0: it? I will be. Technically, I will be watching the next four. Four because I'm gonna Whoa. watch I'm gonna watch Superman 2 and then I'm gonna watch Superman 2 the Donner cut because it's better um, yeah and then I'm, I'm probably gonna watch Superman Returns because I actually kind of like that movie too and technically it's a so sequel, that's Tech six yeah <laughs> just <laughs> slowly no real rush just filling time. I haven't watched them in quite a while. What else have you been watching?
1: I am about halfway through uh, the second season of Umbrella Academy, and I would like to take this moment to say, Colin, you were wrong. That is all.
0: As someone who I believe said that last time when I watched it, I will back you up. Colin is very <laughs> wrong and needs to watch it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't really have thoughts on it. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Got to go save JFK. Yeah. And while we're at it, we got to save the president.
0: (laughs) I need to (laughs) save John Fitzgerald Fitzgerald Kennedy. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. (laughs) Shut up. Was uh, that me doing a bit because Diego stutters, or is that me stuttering? That's the question.
1: Oh, that's deep. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it, and uh, I think it's really good. And I can't wait for them to make season three because I tried reading that book, and I was so lost.
0: See, Book 3 is yeah. um, Hotel It's Hotel Oblivion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I I, got... I didn't get it. I haven't gotten into that book yet. I've read the first two and I really liked those. Yeah, the I tonal, did too. The tonal difference is actually kind of strong. Yep. Like the it, it gives you a similar vibe, but the tone of which it approaches it is different. I'm also definitely looking forward to season 3.
1: Maybe next week I will have Better thoughts on it? Maybe uh, we can convince, season, convince
0: Colin with our fists that he needs to finish watching it.
1: Only you are allowed to fist Colin. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I think I need written permission by a** for that one. Uh, um, and then the uh, another thing I've been watching, which I watched yesterday when I went to the theater. Um, the theater. I, I do want to throw a, a small little... Um, Thing in there that our theaters some of our theaters have opened back up in the, the area we're in um, just as a little disclaimer the one that I went to has really really really, really good protocols at the moment the place is spotless, there is actual proper social distancing and people are actually following the rules that's
1: because they <laughs> made it a drive-in <laughs> no, no, I didn't go to the drive-in
0: nope, uh, I didn't go to the drive-in uh, one of the theaters I go to is a drive-in right now and then uh, the other one uh, has opened up like the proper Cinéplex has opened reopened back up. They're doing a lot of reruns as well as the very few new things. But that I feel like that my was kind of yeah a
1: lot of reruns in the yeah, like the it. like two movies that have finally freaking released pretty much. I just I figured
0: show. a small disclaimer of like there are a lot of people and I wouldn't say major publications but like some larger talking heads in like the discussion community like we probably shouldn't go watch things right now which is valid in especially those areas which is are like inner cities where the cases are still really really bad for sure but you know here we're doing pretty good in terms of numbers and you know we're doing fine um so i went to the theater and watched two movies yesterday one of which is the main topic we'll be talking about in a minute and the other one is unhinged um it's basically road rage the movie um I wasn't expecting much, but it the, the antagonist is Russell Crowe. And I really, really like Russell Crowe. So I was intrigued. Uh Road
1: Rage, the movie, are you referencing the video game where you could no. drive motorcycles and hit people with chains and kill them?
0: That atrocious game that had two sound effects. Yes.
1: Dude, I was like two years old playing that with my dad. Oh, that thing's so bad. That was like one of my first gaming memories.
0: Ew. My best my first gaming memories were playing like edutainment games. Those were better.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, quest was also one of my first gaming memories. That was okay. They've released, re-released it, like, in Unreal Engine 4 or something. Oh my gosh, that's weird. uh, Dude. That's whack. It it brought out the feels. I'll try to find the video for you.
0: Um, yeah, so basically it follows, uh, this, this recent, this woman in the middle of a divorce, um, who is living with her brother, her brother's fiance and her son, um, and it, it's just she basically honks at this dude in traffic um and it turns out that this dude is uh a murderer who kills like the opening of the movie is his him committing a couple of murders it's um it's a b movie it's 100 percent a b movie but i would argue it's a very very good b movie mm. at least to my liking um so he basically tortures her for the rest of the day by various accounts like he steals her phone at a gas station and then leaves his phone in her car so they're talking the whole movie there's constant communication he like plays Russian roulette with her contacts list on people to kill it's a I was very impressed with this.
1: How do you learn the password to her phone?
0: She didn't have one. It was a point in the movie. Freaking idiot. Yeah, her kid literally told her that cuz she was like, "Hey, I nearly killed myself trying to unlock my phone while I was getting like the GPS out while I was driving." So she took the the the, you know, thing off of her phone. In terms of that, I thought it was actually a very tight script in terms of like setup and payoff. Everything was pretty meticulous, to my knowledge. Um,
1: Here's an idea. Don't drive and check the GPS. Pull over and then check the GPS.
0: I mean, yes, but also it is set in, I think, L.A.? It's set in a city. I don't remember which one. It might be New No, no, it's New York. It's New York. Definitely or New York.
1: Or memorize the next few steps and pull over to Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, Because yes. there's one on, like, every other block.
0: Anywho. Anywho. Point being... He torments her over the next day, and they have a big a big face off at the end. Um,
1: face off like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta.
0: No, more like Laurie Strode and um, Michael Myers, sorta Ooh. sorta deal. Um, so like
1: a literal face off.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'll just my, my summary is uh, pretty much what I put on Letterbox uh, for my review. Uh, a technically well made, well performed B movie. Fantastic special effects work without a hint of VFX in sight. The characterization is light and a bit clunky, but the script is strong in structure and never took me out of the gripping experience. What's a letterbox? Letterbox is like the current um, film discussion app, basically. Think IMDb, but not floated with bots and trolls. Like, that's where the, the movie nerds go. It, it, it's just like a slight bit of a hipster site.
1: And we've proven now that I'm the boomer.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. It, I wouldn't say it was great by any means, but Russell Crowe gives a really good performance. He put on a lot of weight for this movie. Like, he is genuinely probably, like, third, like like 280. And J- Russell Crowe's a big dude anyway, but holy cow. He is a, a presence. And that's not, like, 280 of good. That's 280 of bad. Hmm. He's Fat. But it was intentional, and it no, was... No,
1: he's thick.
0: No, like, it, it's th- it's thick with three C's and a K. It's bad. Ouch. Yeah. Um, but it, it proves it works for the presence. It's the part of the characterization of this dude who you kind of find out through subtext is recently divorced and has felt unrecognized his entire life. So he basically just decides to tell, teach somebody what a bad day is like and then go out via, like, suicide by cop, pretty much. Um, but...
1: What's the line from Killing Joke? It just takes one bad day.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But it, it was pretty good. Um, it was brief. It was an hour and a half. It Something that I think a lot of these types of movies miss is their structure is weird. Like, you get a, say, Us, which I also enjoyed, but had a, a big structural difference, the, the Jordan Peele movie, yep. where at first it's really creepy and very, very strong, and it's set as a home invasion movie, and then, like, halfway through the setting switches and it gets a lot less creepy. The ending's still really creepy, but like there's a big chunk there where they're outside in the daylight and it's not as imposing and it just feels weird. Um, I think this movie avoided that problem by constantly being moving. Also, literally, they're in cars nearly the entire movie. Um, So they have a lot of different settings. Part of it's in a diner, part of it is in her house, part of it's in her mother's house. Like it's a whole big deal. They're constantly moving. They're um, all, all over the city and it takes place over oh what is it probably probably like two or three hours like it's it's end like end of school hours basically Mm. um so i really enjoyed that i would strongly recommend it you don't have to think about it too hard the the, too late i already have the visual effects were very strong at least that i noticed there are so many car crashes and so many explosions that look very convincing Uh, there was no point where i said i actually went and got that looks like a fake car Every single time, like, holy shit, they just split that car in half. Cool. So, yeah. All right. Very much liked.
1: I was at the bar the other day, and the bartender was trying to talk about it. He's like, oh, but are you guys planning to watch it? And I'm like, maybe. And he's like, all right, and left. I was like, ah. yeah, that's it, a cliffhanger.
0: It has, Um, it, I, I wouldn't say it's like, it, it still has a theme, which it does work with. But it's nothing terribly profound. It's basically, be nicer to people and be more considerate. Like, don't be a total douche in traffic and cut people off and flip people off because you don't know what's going on on the other side.
1: You first, buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So in that sense, it like the protagonist still takes a message from the antagonist, but the antagonist means are just way too far over the line. So in that sense, it does actually have a point, which I think it makes fairly well. It's just nothing stupidly profound. It's like, hey, be nice. We're all in this together. You know, that sort of deal. Have you been watching anything else?
1: Uh, Yeah, I started Hemlock Grove.
0: What is that?
1: It is, I believe it started as a Netflix original. Uh, It stars Funk Johnson, also known as Jean Grey, in the X-Men movies. Which
0: one? The, the young one or the old one?
1: The old one. The oh. original. She's also the bitchy wife in the Taken movies.
0: That is very true. She's very bitchy.
1: Uh, it is kind of like...
0: Oh, she is 100% the highest paid person on that cast.
1: Oh, yeah. That's rough. Um, It, it kind of felt like a, a Twin Peaks slow burn start with... Hmm. 1,000% times too much teenage angst in high school drama and all that crap. Which
0: is funny because Twin Peaks has a good bit of that, too. Well, That I, image has me interested, I though.
1: I never made it past the pilot of Twin Peaks. The, but
0: the, the new or the old Twin Peaks? The original. I actually like the new one more.
1: I didn't even know there was a new one. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I like
0: the Twin Peaks episode of Psych. That is much better. Anyways.
1: I watched that one and said, I have no idea what's going on. Um, it's, it hints uh, about there being werewolves and other people can transform into something and I didn't make it too far because there was way too much teenage angst, angst and I was like, I'm bored.
0: So is it more of like a, a Riverdale angst or more of a, uh, a Zack Snyder angst? <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Riverdale, even though I've never Oof. seen it. That's rough. So, oh, Riverdale is so sh- I've never seen it, That's but so bad. I don't remember, I don't really know what you talk about with Zack Snyder angst, so that means it was probably done right.
0: I mean, usually, usually Zack Snyder's feelings and stuff get passed off as you know, like 12 year old teenage boy angst. Like, the it, 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 Zack Snyder movies are by public consensus on the internet, I, I guess the male equivalent of 14-year-old girls listening to Billie Eilish. That's, I don't say I agree with that, but apparently that seems to be the, like the consensus of like, ha, it, you think it's deep because you're you're a child.
1: Nah, I've never felt that, so. Well, okay, I guess it's more like a Riverdale.
0: Oof, that's rough. Now I'm interested. Have that, you been watching anything else? Nope, that's it. We that, tied, tied again. It.
1: Wow, that's not good. Uh, Colin, you can suck it. Oh, I also saw... Oh. Our main topic. Oh, okay, yeah. Use that as yeah. a point, so. Which means we both have that point. So Colin still loses. Yeah. <laughs> That's how math works.
0: <laughs> yes. So uh, we have our main topic.
1: And I would like to start this segment off right here. Uh, I wrote this beautiful piece. It, I felt really inspired after watching our main topic. It reminded me of a a story my father once told me about two bears that live in the theaters. I completely lost it because you were laughing. (laughs) Whatever, wherever you're going, I concur. (laughs) The good one represents love, puberty, and sexual confusion. The bad one, bad Kentucky accents, horror that isn't scary and movies that are 90 minutes long and still feel boring. I might have those two backwards, but the point is this movie made me wish I hi- was hibernating.
0: <laughs> I feel like I agree with all of your points to a lesser extent. Do you want to go first?
1: No, you go first, because that's pretty much all I have written down.
0: Gang. <laughs> I will also read off my, uh, my, my letterbox review for this one. Um, A stellar and diverse cast can't overcome minimal characterization and weak plotting. The effects are amazing and the setting is fairly well utilized, but the lack of direction between the YA-based story, horror setting, and comic book roots is very frustrating, to say the least. Each scene felt solid and fleshed out with time to breathe, but overall it came off as too short for the dramatic payoff it tries to accomplish. So, like, scenes feel okay, but they're, like, nowhere near enough scenes. It's... It feels really short and really long. See,
1: I kind of want to add to that because like at the climax, when the scary monsters were start, we finally freaking see something that could be scary, and yeah. they're chasing them through the asylum or hospital or whatever the freak. Mm-hmm. It cuts to the bad guy trying to kill one of the main characters. I was like, it just got good. Show us the good stuff, not yeah. cut it with... Freaking
0: boring conversation. That, I th- I think the editing is a, an interesting conversation point because a, it sounded like, uh, obviously, uh, The New Mutants, which, did I actually say that that's what we're talking Duh. about? No. We're talking about The New Mutants. Yeah. Uh, the New Mutants finally got released after five like, pushbacks. Yeah, which is I did a total of like freaking two and a half years since it was supposed to come uh, out. Pretty close, yeah. It got, reco- it got, I believe, filmed in early 2017. Something yep. like that. Um, gang it, it's, it's finally here um some little note i did want to mention that the co-creator of most of these characters the uh, artist end uh got credited incorrectly and he's really pissed about that because he's like hey the movie wasn't total crap but like you kind of whitewashed a few of these and they're not great and also you couldn't even spell check my name after like three years of sitting around waiting <laughs> to release it That's so funny. he officially disowned it that kind of sucks but uh yeah the the new mutants the uh another wet fart for the x-men franchise to end on this yep. is the second wet fart instead of ending on the massive like explosion that was logan and you couldn't end there you had to release two more poops just two little pieces of crap what was the other poop dark phoenix
1: Ugh. so <laughs> actually the coasters for our drinks were printed for Dark Phoenix. I thought that wow. was really that's funny. That, that's <laughs> nice. um, do you have any positives
0: about this movie that you enjoyed?
1: Yes. This is not the most boring X-Men I've ever seen. I do agree. <laughs> uh, honest to goodness positives, though. Uh, there were attempts at scares in what should have been and what was kind of billed as a sort of horror movie. Yeah. Um, I think if it hadn't been a pg-13 movie if it had been art i think they could have really had some decent scares in there i wanted to hit on i think they could have actually pushed the scares more as a pg-13 movie
0: i yeah i felt like they didn't i I don't want to say they were like i think they were already they were trying to push the pg-13 rating it didn't feel like i've seen far far like most PG thirteen like light horror movies are don't even get close in like tone to this for the most part. Not necessarily the scares themselves and how like gruesome they are, right. but the general tone. I felt like they were they were trying to make it somewhat serious.
1: I guess the representation of the scares brought up the adult content. I think maybe.
0: I think that that's part of the movie I actually did enjoy um, was the way in, wit- not necessarily how each, like, scare worked because, honestly, there aren't that many. Nope. It, I think it builds fairly well. Like, the suspense was solid for me anyway. Maybe it's just the way I look at it, but the I thought the suspense was pretty good, and a couple of the scares were decent. Nothing made me jump. A few of them made me, like, move a little. I'm not looking to be, like, you know, piss myself. I'm not expecting that. It's also still half a superhero movie and partially a young adult movie, so. But,
1: to be fair, you can't handle... The slightest of scares in movies, so
0: okay. Bilbo in Fellowship of the Ring scares well, everybody.
1: Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So I, I, due to all of the, the like the time and apparently the weird reshoots that this movie had, but uh, it that sounded like like a week ago. Apparently, they didn't actually end up using the reshoots or whatever. I read that online as well, and I
1: didn't feel like there were any reshoots for this movie. It there was, was all one that I caught. Right in the beginning. It was the ADR, wasn't it? No. Nope. It was when uh, one of the main characters is trying to escape the asylum or hospital or or whatever the frig, and is being told, yeah, just run away. And she's like flat out running. Uh, And she walks into the wall and starts bleeding from her nose. The nose blood changes in levels in like every shot for 10 minutes after that, and it pissed me off.
0: I mean, I remember the... Like, you can see that she, like, wiped it and it kind of
1: smeared across her cheek, but I didn't there notice There were smears, that? and then there were, like, bloodlines again, and then smears, huh. and bloodlines, and then sometimes I, the bloodlines were shorter, that. and sometimes they were longer. I didn't notice that. Um. Huh. So I think that was the only reshoot that I really caught, except maybe the chase scene the, in the uh, beginning, the orig- but that just felt like green screen.
0: Honestly, yeah. Like, the... the beginning the the first scene that got released yep. like the which i'm pretty sure i talked about and colin yep. didn't even know what the hell adr was i don't that know that felt ADR stupidly is. adr heavy for a scene which the rest of the movie be just because that i i wanted to keep an eye on it i didn't see a lot of adr most of it seemed to have been like caught in scene pretty well on screen but it that first like... scene with with her dad you heard his lips were
1: barely matching
0: with what he was saying was horrible
1: hadn't caught that i was thinking of like when they were running through the woods and it looks like a 70s movie where they're walking on a treadmill in front of like a Ugh, it looks
0: so bad i don't remember that but um i think that i think that might that might have had to do with the fact of like the the background that was going on at the time with the uh the thing yeah so that probably had something to do with it but i definitely get what you mean um yeah, the editing—it feels like this could have been, like, potentially shot to be R-rated, and they didn't decide what they wanted to do. Yep. It gave me light Venom vibes in that way. Not, oh, in, yeah. Not. I think I honestly think this is a better movie than Venom, but in the terms of like, you can, it felt like they could have filmed more um, gruesome bits, and they cut away from a lot of it to maintain the rating.
1: I just wanted more action. There was so much talking that could have been cut, and it just felt like saying the same things over and over and over again. I bet it it just didn't go anywhere. It felt like we were going in circles. And then when the action finally started, they kept cutting in those same conversations or like the bad guy saying monologuing basically. I think you, Incredibles, and it's like. We already know what you're doing. I yeah. For I think twenty minutes. I think
0: that the third act that you're talking about, I definitely feel that. I think the first two acts, at least for me, I thought I was okay without uh, having a lot of action. I didn't what right. That didn't bother me. But I can
1: allow a movie to build in the first. Yeah, two I acts I thought, but that's the what payoff. I mean. I've, has to be good.
0: Right, and I think the the end fight itself, I did kind of like, but it did feel a little short. Not in the sense of like being. Like, they cut it up. It just felt like they didn't want to overkeep, like, overstay the welcome of, like, big third-act battle with big CGI monster. So it feels like they made it intentionally a lot shorter than it needed, than like, it could have been. So I appreciated that in that sense. And they definitely tried to be conservative with <laughs> the amount of special effects that they used for the most part. Which is good. I, the, I actually quite like the special effects. A couple of them didn't look super great to me, but most of them I really did like. A lot of the designs, and some of them, some of them were really janky, but for the most part, like the um, the the force fields and the sword and like the 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 portals and stuff, I thought were all really good. I thought the the big bat. I we're all spoilers anyway. I thought Demon Bear looked pretty good for me anyway. Um, I liked. I kind of liked the smoky appearance. It gave
1: me parallax vibes. Only I like parallax better.
0: (sighs) Ooh, you like parallax more than ooh? That's rough. Yeah, I mean, I see what you mean. I don't. I usually I hate like the the big cloud villains, but this one felt like it kind of warranted it because it wasn't necessarily a cloud. It was like the shadow around what was physically there. But that's an opinion that doesn't. Really All right, matter. so
1: yeah, it makes more sense. Because I mean, with Demon
0: Bear in the comics the wasn't character. wasn't usually just a big bear. Like it did kind of have an ethereal stuff like, going. Parallax
1: on. Parallax shouldn't have been a big cloud. No, but Parallax is a big old Demon, Demon Bear as a cloud makes sense. But yeah. I liked the effects yeah. of parallax better than Demon Bear. That's fair.
0: I yeah yeah yeah. I do get you there. Um, on the note of Demon Bear, I liked I like what they did with the the build up in idea. I, I liked the something I don't usually talk about. I actually quite liked the inclusion of the the Native American culture part of it. There wasn't a lot of it, but I liked that they included it as like a forefront of the movie. Yeah. That I did like. Um, it didn't feel stupidly heavy handed in that way, but the build up to what every single nerd knows, even if you've never touched a new mutants book in your life, you can hear it. It sounds like a giant bear. It's a giant bear. Everybody knows it's a giant bear. So that buildup felt really, really heavy handed in that way. <laughs> What? What? You didn't realize that the thing chasing her, making snorting sounds and running, is a bear. I mean, I
1: hadn't had an idea, yeah, but...
0: Wow. wow, wow. Maybe I'm wow. just weird. Wow, That j- That part just felt a bit heavy-handed to me, but I did like how it was tied in, but the voiceover about the, the two internal bears. You're totally right. Oh my gosh, that's so bad.
1: It starts and ends with the voiceover. And it's the only voiceover in the movie. And it's pretty much the same line both times
0: yeah it's like i don't hate voiceover i think voiceover can be used well but it's nowhere else in the movie those two sections at the beginning and the end are the only times where we see exclusively quote-unquote from her perspective um the rest of the movie is fairly well split between the rest of the cast so it's like why are we only now hearing her thoughts this is weird
1: so i was fine with it in the beginning but near the end i'm like all right it's over, I can finally go home, and then she starts giving the line again, and I was like, are you kidding me? Just I actually I had stuff. the
0: opposite experience. I, I knew it was in the beginning of the movie, but I felt like the beginning that's of the movie you was... watched
1: the first two minutes.
0: I felt like that. that that's, that's the more pretentious part. Like, the end is, it's still heavy-handed, but I felt like that at least worked for my liking more. In the beginning, it's like, and we're starting with pretentious voiceover. Great. Like it Sounds it just, like the
1: start of Deadpool 3. Starting with pretentious voiceover.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, actually, good segue. Uh, what did you think about the X-Men tie-ins? There was actually more in this movie than I was expecting.
1: So my, I went and saw this with my dad, and he was asking me what this movie was supposed to be. Does, is it supposed to be the characters at the end of Logan? I'm like, I didn't think there was any involvement. I turned out to be wrong. Apparently there's footage Snuck in that mm-hmm. I kind of caught, but it was like a two second shot uh, from Logan. So, my assumption is without having done my research, yeah, is that uh, these are the same batch of kids as the ones at the end of Logan, but not the same characters. Am I
0: that? I mean, yeah, off you could probably make that. an argument that way. I saw it more as the um. There's no, there's no reference to any sort of dates or anything like that in this movie, right. which I, I did like. Um, but I, th- because it's, it's, it's the Essex Corporation, which was a- actually a bit of a reveal. Um, I liked that reveal, even though I, that's what I thought it was going to be. I didn't know what that was. I um, I really, 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 really like Logan. Please um, explain. The Essex Corporation is the corporation that made X twenty three and that other batch of mutants those mutant kids in Logan um yeah I guess
1: I haven't seen Logan enough three isn't enough
0: (laughs) it's a minor detail you can miss it's like it's the name of the company but it's the same corporation and it would uh, one would assume it takes place well after um Logan because like this facility is so much smaller and it's only the one employee Running this entire facility, which because like the whole thing was basically destroyed in Logan, or most of it, that
1: seemed to have the Deadpool effect of like when he goes to uh the mansion and there's only two X Men there, yeah, it seemed like, (laughs) yeah, no, 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 that the company couldn't afford any more doctors or anything, yeah. I, yeah, I did like the um, the
0: fact that they didn't they weren't stupidly on the nose about the fact that she's actually a mutant. I like, unless I'm interpreting it wrong, because, like, she can, the, she can do the... I think
1: it took too long for them to show her doing the force field. No, because,
0: like, no, because they showed it, but you can interpret it as her summoning to, like, the building because you see all the monitors and the cameras and her... She talks to the building.
1: Nah, I always took it as she was a mutant immediately.
0: I, I figured that's where they were going, but it felt like the, the way that they represented the force fields felt like you the kids would think it's just part of the building security is what it, it felt like they were going for. But then in the end, near the end, where she's just making a bunch of force fields and then, like, crushing the kids with them, like, I like that they didn't have to go, oh, she's a mutant, too! I like that they didn't have to do that because that would have been insanely on the nose. This movie's already pretty on the nose.
1: Nah, I think you missed it. I think it was always assumed that she was a mutant. But Maybe I did. the show on the force field, because, like, the very first time she does it, she's got her hand reaching out and
0: Yeah, I thought it, it seemed it, so. more like a, like a pointing thing because... Every time they go in a room, they show you where the cameras are. Right. So, I don't know. Um,
1: Uh, It kind of bugged me when they drug the doctor with her tea, and she's, like, completely knocked out. That was pretty funny. Two things.
0: That's not how it works.
1: (laughs) If she was drugged, they could have escaped instead of dicking around the asylum That's what I mean. I don't
0: think I'm pretty – because they had to take her out – for the force fields but they didn't realize that until afterwards because like when they were when they knocked her out the force field is still there because she's still alive so they couldn't have escaped because they go out and then um wolfsbane and um oh fudge what is the protagonist's name that's not good i don't freaking you know oh fudge danny there we go when danny and um oh man that's not good that that's the problem i mean, i like the i don't hate the characters but the names are hard to retain um, anyway, they go because out.
1: Because we were sleeping.
0: I wasn't, but they like they go out and they just stare at the stars and like the, the rain is pattering on top of the force field while she's apparently unconscious, so they couldn't have just escaped. They know some way, shape, matter, or form. Either she controls it or some part of the building or like a security person or whatever controls it.
1: Or it's an accidental writer got it right. That is also definitely a possibility. Uh, the other thing that bugged me about the doctor being drugged is that they need her to wake up i forget why but they run in and they like shake her awake and she immediately like wakes up and is fine and starts running around
0: yeah that's not how taking works. care of stuff i mean if they gave her like an insanely high dose of melatonin that's how it would work but like every everything else that would do that wouldn't just wake her no, up no
1: she'd be groggy for an A hour lot. yeah exactly at uh, least
0: yeah um so I, that
1: made me laugh in a this is f- so bad it's I good kind of way I got those
0: those chuckles in um what did you think about the approach to the 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 fears of each of the kids like the what their powers and how they manifest and how they interact with their own demons
1: Whoa, you're asking me, Mr. Literal, a heady question. It's not even
0: really a, it's a, it is a literal question because they become, I, they, really their fears become a literal, question. real thing. Hang hey, on, I gotta world. think
1: about it. Uh, I thought it was so ham-fisted that even I got it. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree with it being pretty ham-fisted for the most part, but it, it, for me anyway, it didn't. The movie didn't come off as angsty. It wasn't insulting. No, that's something I was. I, these sorts of deals usually come off as it's like, ooh, we're gonna make puberty scary, or yep. we're gonna make your mental health issues a superpower, or we're gonna make it like it's a demon in your own head. Like they, they can come across as kind of insulting. Which and even
1: though I want to say it before you do, I'm pretty sure that the Russian chicks fear had to do with assault.
0: Oh, 100%. That's something I did want to talk no, no. about. Uh, because that's Colossus's sister. To what? But I don't know if they're, if they're doing that and because this this universe isn't going anywhere, obviously. Um, I don't think that they, they didn't mention it anywhere, but in the comics anyway. I would like to anyway, see her
1: pair up with Colossus. That would be pretty. Yeah, cool. in the
0: comics, they're siblings. I believe they were raised separately, though. But yeah, the um. I think I would don't want to say that that's the most subtle out of all of them because I wouldn't say that because it's still pretty goofy in terms of the puppet and her accent and like that sort of stuff. But the more the, the nature in which that she talked about it of the whole they make me cry and i make them smile thing was like oh i like that they left that scene alone yeah when danny goes in and
1: you you fill in your he, own blanks right you know what's going on but they didn't show what right happened. so it makes sense
0: it's like oh so she yeah she has the happy place with her imaginary friend basically and then because of the fact that she has powers in that place, her friend is alive. Like, the, the dragon, which is not a magic character, like, her name being magic. Like, that's not, Lockheed's not usually hers. That's Kitty Pride's dragon. So that was kind of weird.
1: Uh, I saw that online and went, wow, nobody cares.
0: Yeah, but, but I, I did think it kind of worked with what the character was doing. It was just... One of the clumsy parts of it was like, yeah, I'm making fun of you for having a mem- uh, having a memento as I'm literally talking to a manifestation that I make in my hand of my I, own mind. I, that felt lazy. Yes. You could have had her make but more...
1: I liked it when the puppet came alive and was helping combat. Oh, that was combat. Fun. So I did like that. That was fun. I they liked the cute did. little dragon. That was cool. Yeah. Um, All right, so for fears, you had the coal miner, you had the assault. I don't know if I'm going to cut this out or not, so I'm not going to say that word. You had the bear...
0: Yeah, so you had um, what were okay. the other two? Okay, so you had um, Cannonball, who is uh, the the boy from Kentucky. Hot damn, that accent is horrible. Yeah, um, I did like his character though. Um, I I, don't, I couldn't get past the accent. I yeah, was like, Please, that made it pretty shut tough. Shut up. The the whole him the his fear of like dying in the coal mines because yep. he accidentally killed his dad and like most of the crew. It was good. It makes sense for him. That was the one. That was the only one where I'm like, there is nothing s- like creepy about this. It's uh, scary. The
1: nightmare of oh, who is it? Uh, Danny being in the coal mine. That was done fairly well.
0: I thought it was done well. I just didn't think that was creepy. No, I, it was definitely good. But that's what I mean. Like, he, <clears throat> I mean, it was his, his fear. Right. He was I mean. scared
1: of going back in a coal mine. Right. So
0: I totally. I, that makes sense. I mean, in sense of a horror movie. That was the one that felt a little out of place. Yeah. Was like, this isn't creepy. It's like, they're not an usual
1: trope in a horror no, movie. Right.
0: It's traumatic. They're all traumas, but that one is more very much so traumatic, not like scary.
1: Although I think it was Prom Night that had that as the main scare. Hang on. Let me look. That's whack. The 1980 film starring freaking... I want to say Sigourney Weaver. Ah! Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. And Leslie Nielsen. Huh. It's not very good. You won't like it. I definitely won't. But I'm pretty sure that's the one with the coal mine. That's weird. It was like one of five that came out in pretty much the same year. I didn't even know that was a thing. That all felt like the same exact movie. Oh. But sometimes the uh, the hook was different. Like there was one on a train and. Oh. Huh. we um,
0: will find out. Yeah. So you have and then you have Ileana uh, Magic, who yeah was um, assaulted. Yeah. Um, consistently. The, that that one was I did like the whole they're kind of like Slender Man thing uh, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the effects that didn't look super great and like that was
1: one of my favorite things of the movie
0: I mean I liked it but I think like the actual polish of the level of effect on that one was really bad but I did like the design and I liked how they were they were slow and they were just like walking around but they were still freaky as hell Um, and the laugh was really creepy I did like that yep Um, so that's her thing, and then you have Roberto, who is, uh, I believe is, I think it's Firestorm? I don't remember his actual, quote-unquote, actual name. Um, he gets really hot and has super strength, and he was doing things with his girlfriend, and he burned her alive.
1: That's what it was. That was the
0: freakiest scare in the movie for me. That, I don't know what- What? It it didn't, like, make me jump, but, like- They
1: didn't show anything. They, he just- it was like one line about it
0: no did you did you not see the scene in the pool not him doing it but like his (sighs) when when danny's powers start getting out of control uh no the scene in the pool that was the creepiest scene in the whole movie for me i don't know why that sort of stuff just creeps me out water creeps me out colin agrees with me on that one i like i like the ocean i like lakes i like water but like Water can be used really creepily. And as soon as they're like, ah, turn out the lights. Oh boy, here we go.
1: I was wrong. It isn't prom night. It's my bloody Valentine in 1981.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Um, Yeah, so, so I- So close. I liked, Um, I, I did kind of like that one. I like how he didn't talk about it and I liked how his bravado was a facade, obviously, like for that experience. I thought that was pretty well done. Weird note on that why is the rich snobby kid the one doing the dishes and making the food? That is so weird. You'd think it would be the kid from Kentucky. Like, you'd think it would be the redneck kid who kind of had to, like, fend for himself and go work. Mm -hmm. But no, the rich kid who hates everybody and is literally throwing away his clothes is the one cooking and doing the dishes? That was just really weird. Um, I guess it gave him another character trait aside from being douchey and Italian. Um or spanish or whatever the. F-
1: i think we're still missing us uh, a fear
0: I'm, I'm just going through the list oh. uh, and then you had wolfsbane who is what
1: is her actual name
0: um dang it. it's weird but i remember either the character name or the superhero name and i don't remember both anyway you have wolfsbane who um can turn into a wolf um and she was she's plot twist yeah she's catholic she was <laughs> beaten by a priest and branded uh, i did like that one.
1: Oh yeah
0: i would say it was still pretty clumsy but like i did like that one i liked the the, the couple of scenes they had in the chapel um know, it felt consistent with her character writing for me anyway um and yeah and then you have danny who is basically just petrified of like she just has like that massive underlying fear all the time hence why it manifests as a and like basically an entire other persona outside of her control um so
1: looking at the list these are some random ass fears
0: they are <laughs> but i they all felt they they felt like they fit in with the young adult tone for me anyway they 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 were a bit clumsy and they were i would say definitely a random grab bag but for each character, what they were trying to go for made sense. It's just when you put them all together, it feels weird. But individually, I think they were all good choices. It's just the, the mixture of them is really weird. I
1: don't know. Cool. Um, Anything else that... I had one... I, I never knew that 93 minutes could feel so long. I actually thought it went by pretty quickly. I was kind of laughing. I think it was the terrible Kentucky accent guy that literally punches himself out. He just like fist across the face and he falls to the floor. Yeah. I started laughing because that was pretty much what I was doing in the theater just trying to stay awake like wow oh, please dang. That my showing was at 6:30 at night and your bedtime is like 7:45. Yeah. But the movie ended at 7:30.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, that I I still liked his character like I said I think the scares in on his end weren't very scary but I did like his character like that constant like self guilt standoffishness I just thought that was kind of well done um but yeah my my I I did actually like this movie I'm talking a lot of trash I don't think it's amazing I would say it's decent
1: will you buy it on blu-ray
0: that's a good question I think I I might because it's in I'd say it's the upper echelon of the quote-unquote bad x-men movies
1: Will you buy it on DVD instead?
0: No. I will buy it on Blu-ray.
1: Dang. I think that's a good uh, way of separating how good this or bad this movie was. That's true. Um, that Yeah, that's that's not a bad scale. I don't think I would rewatch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd rewatch it that much, and it's certainly not amazing. Like I said, I think it's really the, the fact that it's trying to go in three different directions that really makes all of them feel undercooked. Um... But yeah, the both of the uh, both of the accents—the Kentucky accent and the Russian—I think the Russian accent actually pissed me off more than the Kentucky one. Really? I thought she got away with it. No, no. Have you actually heard? It was a little a, have heavy. You, have you heard an actual Russian female? They don't f- sound like that.
1: Yes, I have actually. I worked with one.
0: Most of them don't sound like that. They don't sound like f- cartoon it, characters. It was
1: a cliche russian accent instead of realistic
0: very very cliche and i thought that i i didn't like the kentucky one but it felt closer to what i've heard from real people <laughs> you know anyway the the accents were pretty bad yeah um, um yeah i thought it was i thought it was i i think it's a, i think it's a step up from dark phoenix
1: yes yep I I think
0: Dark Phoenix has more... Which is weird, because Dark Phoenix had more action. I think Dark Phoenix did better at what it did, but I think New Mutants had more potential and utilized a little bit more of it. Dark Phoenix is already kind of... Yeah, it's also limited to the X-Men formula, which it wasn't going to be able to stray away from. So, Um, how about... It's
1: still not as bad. Don't say it, don't say it. Go ahead. You fill in my blank. X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> wow. I hadn't even considered that one. Which one are you talking about? X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> I actually, I don't put Apocalypse
0: that far down. Oh, it's like tied for Dark Phoenix.
1: That's the only one I haven't finished.
0: Really? Wow. We should, w- since we have some I've time. Watched. <laughs> we need to, we're going to do a, a definitive ranking of all the. Oh of my the Fox gosh. X-Men movies.
1: Why do we hate it ourselves? Because <laughs> I do. I've finished X-Men Origins twice. I have watched it way more than I should.
0: <laughs> That's a guilty pleasure movie. 100% guilty pleasure movie. I was also like nine when I saw it, and I was super into it until I was like 14.
1: And then realized how much, how wrong it was. Also, so I, I kind of with... watched that one because it has gambit in it. We need our freaking gambit movie already. I really already.
0: would have liked that Channing Tatum gambit movie that were about they were literally about to start filming. I really would have liked that. <sighs> so, th- we're going to go with we're going to go with three so we're not going to do a definitive ranking because that takes time and we have to think about it. Let's be on our feet. You have we have, we have really good X-Men movies. We have okay-ish to like good and we have the bad ones. Just three categories. What do you think about the first X-Men movie?
1: I think it's been too long since I've watched most of these. I think we should come back next week. Fine. Fine. Or maybe in a month when we can all <laughs> Colin, <laughs> I, mean, our I don't even think Colin has even watched half of these. Oh, my gosh. Anywho's. Uh, I know that I have a very unpopular opinion. Oh.
0: <clears throat> oh on what what is it
1: days of future past is one of my favorite x-men movies what the is wrong with you
0: (laughs) that's like the general consensus by most people most people really like it
1: really yeah i thought it was one of the more hated ones by the internet gods
0: no i don't like it but no most of the most people that i've seen and most of the ratings and reviews on most aggregate sites are very positive i really don't like it
1: Wolverine Origins is in its own box over in the corner with that's So the guilty, Bad that's It's a, Good. That's the Guilty Pleasure it's box. It's So Bad It's Good. Yeah, But we're, we can't put any more X-Men movies in that box. No, that's
0: the X-Men Origins Wolverine box. Yeah. The X <laughs> hyphen men colon Origins <laughs> colon Wolverine box. It's a very big box for that big ass title.
1: Subtitle. So Bad It's Good. Yes. Alright, um...
0: Any more thoughts on New Mutants? Not really. I really liked the posters, not going to lie. The posters and the ads looked a bit better than the movie was.
1: Yeah, they sold it as
0: a horror movie, and I was excited. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be a full-blown horror movie. There was no way that was going to happen. Yeah, we knew that, but but
1: I was expecting a scare. They definitely
0: used most of of the creepy stuff in the marketing.
1: For crying out loud, use a cheap-ass jump scare. That is something I will say. They didn't have They didn't have a cheap
0: jump scare. there There was the one with... When um Cannibal like touched the the laundry machine, that one was a bit of a jump scare. It was definitely different in the marketing. They maybe. they they edited that different. I guess I can but, give you that one. Yeah, no, most of them I was kind of expecting. It feels like a, a jump scare ish type of movie. A lot of ooh, the door's opening, what's behind the door? But they didn't really do any jump scares. Like one or two, maybe.
1: That usually happens in failed horror movies is like you see so many set up for jump scares and it turns out to be nothing. That's and it's true. Like, Give me a freaking scare. Valid point.
0: Uh, so, so in closing... Yeah, um, it's aight. I'm yeah. probably going to buy it. I, I like the potential, and it, it's.
1: I just think it's neat. But it's definitely not great. Nope. <laughs> definitely not great. But go watch it and support your local movie theater if they're open.
0: Yeah, this movie... Disney is... Definitely throwing this movie under the bus. They just went Fuck it, get it out there. It's not even it didn't even crack a hundred million like what no, it didn't even crack one million dollars this weekend. Oof. One that
1: million... is a big oof.
0: Yeah, it like the full four day weekend, it might hit like two and a half. It this movie's not gonna make any money. It's going to be nothing but a freaking bomb. But I'm pretty sure they, they had to like technically release it in theaters. How other... much did they spend on it? That's a good question, actually. I'd s- gonna guesstimate Fifty. Fifty million dollar budget. Not including marketing, obviously.
1: Also, it was kind of amazing to see Anna Taylor J freaking hyphenated name. Anya uh, Taylor Joy. Sixty
0: seven million dollars estimated. Well look at you. Oh, it's made three million dollars so far, apparently. Really, really. Are you sure about that?
1: Uh and whatever. it's only been out for two, two and, and a half days. Still. That's still it's not gonna make sense. It's any amazing. Money. How marketing wise m- finally caught up to her.
0: Kind of has. She actually looks like she's like 20. an adult now. Yeah, she actually looks like twenty-two. Yeah, and
1: she's two years younger than me. So
0: weird. I, that is actually they kind of did feel like teenagers, for me.
1: Except for Anna she, Taylor Joy, she felt a bit, freaking. Name. She felt
0: a little bit older, but she didn't feel it's like like you know, Sam Raimi m- Spider-Man movie high school students. Ugh. Like they
1: did feel pretty close they, to the expected they felt like age.
0: they could be seniors or in college yep um yeah so that's the end of the so new that's mutants
1: new mutants uh great big me
0: me yeah so um, socials yep so some actual housekeeping mm-hmm. um, oh yeah
1: housekeeping yeah i forgot about housekeeping housekeeping
0: <laughs> um gonna need to do that every time now uh, so we are currently, as we noted at the beginning, it is just Jacob and I. So we are sharing one microphone, if anybody cares. Uh, we're
1: We're sitting very close to each other.
0: Yeah, he's really into that. Um, he's not touching me, though. No, I'm and not. And I'm not touching him. Nope. Um, so we're currently using uh, an acoustics rig that I put together haphazardly. With um, super
1: glue and string? Uh,
0: m- basically with staples and <laughs> some freaking thread. Um
1: but and a big ass two inch thick blanket over our heads. No. Oh. No. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> okay.
0: Anyways, um, so we're gonna potential we're gonna probably be using something along these lines, whether we fabricate something similar, use this or remodel it um in the future for the three of us. Um, and then when Jacob goes away on his trip for a very long time, it'll be Colin and I using this, and Jacob will have to figure out his own rig.
1: Um, also, spoilers: I'm going away on a long trip. I mean, you mentioned that. Yeah, but I cut it out. Oh, you did? I told you I cut I totally it out. I totally forgot about that. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jacob's gonna be going away for nine months. When you? Five or six months? I thought it was
1: nine. No. What? Yeah. I'm weird. It's only five months, but I'm hoping to be extended. So. I know
0: and when are you leaving uh november so we have like seven episodes until then
1: yeah pretty close somewhere in that range uh 9 8 or 9 whatever we
0: we've, we've got can. we've got a few more episodes until then um so we will be using this acoustic rig moving into the future we are also officially on spotify <laughs> So you can find us on uh, YouTube, where we do have videos of all of our podcasts, uh, and we are on Spotify. I am currently in the process of getting us onto Apple Music.
1: It is a little bit
0: of a headache, not gonna lie. Apple is uh, pretty dumb.
1: Uh, so I would like to take this time to complain about an Apple having an Apple account, because I've sworn for years that it is more secure than my bank account and my Steam account. And Steam, you have to have a fingerprint to log in.
0: That is very true.
1: So Apple, calm down. Yeah,
0: they, they do a bit of an overkill on the security. Um, and there are like 15 different types of accounts that they have, it's really annoying. That's weird. Yeah, that's what it's being so painful for me to get through all of it. Um, so How about
1: Google Podcasts?
0: Uh, I That's a good question. I will also submit for Google Podcasts uh, and um, Amazon Podcasts as well while I'm there. So whenever we get live on a different service, we will update you guys uh, for the two people who are listening uh, and Colin. No, we're just lying. Colin's not going to listen to us when he's not here.
1: How about Anchor?
0: No. Goodness, no.
1: How about... Are you just gonna list off every <laughs> service in existence? I was going to. Oh,
0: okay, so we you can also you can listen to us on Podbean, that is our hosting service. You yeah. can you can download their app and just listen right on there. Uh that and was then, my next one. Yeah, and then they publish us into Spotify and hopefully Apple Music, and we're probably just gonna stay with those two as well as YouTube. Um and really nobody else uses Not really, no.
1: None of the other services are you know, used by anybody. Not it's much. I mean, Spotify even even Apple, and Apple. You,
0: right? And even Apple Music. A lot of people on Apple devices still use Spotify. Like Colin, yeah. he has Apple devices, but he uses Spotify. Even though they're nearly the same.
1: That's because Colin's special. Colin is definitely special.
0: Um, so mm. that is in the works. We, as uh, mentioned last podcast, but to be very clear, we are officially weekly. Yay. So whenever you listen to each podcast, it has been roughly one week since we recorded. So please forgive us if there is new news. Uh, we're not supposed. We're not trying to be the most up to date. We're sp- trying to be thorough. Um,
1: like Henry David Thoreau. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. So we are, are uploading weekly, and that is going to be staying like that uh, forever until all three of us are
1: dead, or we quit because we keep our three listeners for lifetime. I mean, or if
0: we just like get so pissed and we kill each other. Or that Colin
1: gets married and. Ew. and Jody as a kid and I was trying to make a Summer of 69 reference but Goodness.
0: alrighty uh, that is about all we have for housekeeping so we are weekly we're on Spotify nice and simple um,
1: I'm here to complicate things anything yes. else? Uh, oh how to contact us
0: yeah I was about to plug the social so you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well as Twitter or send us an email at dimecomicbros at gmail.com uh, we do, meaning me, I handle all the social stuff, uh, post some different teasers of what our upcoming topics are going to be, as well as some behind-the-scenes photos uh, when we're, we are recording, uh, as well as links to all of the new podcasts when they get uploaded. So maybe maybe give us a follow, and uh, maybe send us an email if you're really bored.
1: No. I want to hear your hate mail. Please hate on me. Anything yeah, else? That, that's it. That's that, it? That's all I've got. So... I don't have a closing joke. Colin. My you... father told me once that there oh. are two bears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, big, over the top, you know, really. What do you. Nothing. Are you on IMDb? Yes. <laughs> what sketchy things are you finding on IMDb?
1: I was trying to find out uh, if I've seen the Enchantress in anything else. And yeah, probably. I found that. And I definitely haven't seen her in that, but that was quite yeah. uh, a shock. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Remember to cut that. Um, I mean, kind of having a hard time right now, like, thinking about words and stuff.